0: Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi award winning Niall Boylan Show.
1: Classic hits. Do you agree with the pandemic unemployment paying be- payment being stopped for those who are travelling abroad? More than 100 people, uh, we inf- were informed by the Sunday Business Post newspaper, who'd received the €350 Euro a week pandemic unemployment payment have had their benefit cut or stopped entirely because they were travelling abroad. The Department of Social Protection has said that since the 7th of July, 104 cases of pandemic unemployment payments have been stopped as a result of work done in our airports. It said that in addition, 44 other social welfare payments, for example, job seekers payments, means assessed payments, have also been closed And it said the benefit is not paid to people who go on holidays abroad or when they are going through a 14 day quarantine period. Now, that statement, as I say, follows a Business Post report that the payments um, had been stopped following checks at the airport because they were boarding a flight, basically in breach of the rules. Cases would be considered whereby somebody in receipt of PUP has to travel abroad for urgent or exceptional reasons. So in other words if you've got a sick relative overseas and you need to get there and you need to get there in a hurry uh, maybe if you have the case to be made that you need to attend an interview for a new job overseas maybe that's deemed acceptable but They're saying that when they're carrying out their regular cheques, anyone who's in receipt of the PUP and is heading off overseas is going to be stopped. Now, the tarnish that Leo Varadkar was the member of government out in front of the media at the weekend. uh, He was quoted as saying you have to be genuinely seeking work and you have to be ordinarily resident in Ireland uh, to be in receipt of the payment. And he said that if the department gets information from the airports and if somebody is not genuinely seeking work or is not genuinely living in Ireland at toll, well then their payment needs to be stopped. When it was put to him that regular people on social welfare, so people who've been in receipt of social welfare for a month or years, that's not the pandemic unemployment payment, your regular dole, so to call it, uh, that they are perfectly entitled to go on holiday, or they have been, um, and as long as they notify authorities of their intention to to take a week in the sun or or whatever it is, whatever the reason is for them going overseas, their payment is is continued while they're away. Uh, But the Taoiseach said if you're in receipt of the Job Seeker's Allowance, for example, you are allowed to take the break of up to two weeks. Beyond that, it can be stopped. So he's saying that even in the event that you maybe take two weeks and end up taking four or you go away two or three times a year or something like that, your payment will be stopped in, in any event. So today we want to know... What do you think of this? Do you agree with the pandemic payment being stopped? If you're in receipt of it, are you basically told, I mean, obviously the advice is non-essential travel. But if you're in receipt of this pandemic unemployment payment, some people maybe who are getting wage subsidy schemes are taking the risk with the green list now and they're going to go away for a couple of days or for a week or 10 days. Should people who are on the PUP, through no fault of their own, they didn't cause this global pandemic. It's got nothing to do with them. Unfortunately, their employer wasn't able to sustain the business and keep them on as staff. Therefore, they've been let go. Should they be entitled to take a little break and to get overseas? I'm joined on the line to discuss this by Louise O'Reilly, Sinn Féin's health spokesperson. Louise, thanks for joining us today. Good
2: afternoon, and I'm actually the spokesperson on business enterprise. Oh my goodness, I'm sorry, that was your old business.
1: brief. Yeah, bold me. It's very hard oh when this, so. it's very hard as a journalist when there's change of governments and change of regime and parties to keep up. But oh, uh, I know that, I know so that. I know so that. Give, us, give us your business and business enterprise. And so Okay, so you're direct opposite then to Leo Radcar. Okay, very good. So, I'm marking them closely. Okay, I bet you are. Um, Now, so what do you think of this? I think there were quite a number of people yesterday when they saw the business post or heard it on the airwaves thinking, what, but that, you know, if they've been, if they've got no job, what's to stop them going away? We have a green list now. Okay, we're not supposed to go anywhere, but they're not really doing anything wrong, are they?
2: look at the advice from government is all over the place so they're saying basically it's best not to go but you can go we won't punish you for going unless you've lost your job due to COVID in which case we'll take uh, the only uh, money that you have coming in off you and the rest of you shouldn't go but you can go I mean what they're doing essentially is they're saying to people on social welfare that they're going to apply a different rule to them than they apply to everybody else so the public health advice Uh, in as much as the government have tried to mangle it is fairly clear you don't uh, no travel unless it's absolutely essential. Now, the government have then published a green list, which really sends a message to people, green means go. So these are countries that you can go to. Um, and now they've added the requirement, but it is only for people who lost their job because of COVID-19. So remember, if you're on the pandemic unemployment payment, it's because the the work that you were doing was closed down for public health reasons. It's not because the business wasn't viable or because, you know, you, you left your employment for any other reason. It was shut for public health reasons. So the government are singling out this small group of people and they're saying to them, we're going to apply a different rule to you than we apply to everybody else. Now that's not fair. Um, and it's not right. And, you know, I mean, these people have uh, an entitlement to the social welfare which was given to them uh, by a change in the legislation. The Taunushta made a remark yesterday uh, about the collection of data in the airport. So this morning I've written to the Data Protection Commissioner, Helen Dixon, to ask her, who is going to be collecting this data, where it's going to be held and, you know, what purpose is the data being collected for? Because, you know, this is sensitive personal information that people have a right to know who's looking at it. But I think, you know, the government have created a confusion. They've issued a green list and now they're targeting people on social welfare. You know, if you are... Somebody who is ordinarily resident in another country, but you travel back here to Ireland, but never long, and you don't stay long enough to pay tax, but you like to, to pop back and forth uh, between your, your other residents and you come back to Ireland occasionally, you're not going to get punished at all. But if you're some poor unfortunate who's been working in the bar trade all your life and uh, the, your, your job was taken off you through no fault of your own well, then you're going to be punished. I know, here, like the, that's the government's priorities for you right
1: there. Do you know what I mean? But, but it, Louise, and really and that, that's one view and I'm sure that it will be, that that, that, uh, that view will be, you know, largely respected. Yes, you've got people who through no fault of their own have no job now. What are they supposed to do? They've been stuck at home. They've been homeschooling. Maybe they paid for their holiday in advance. Let's take that argument of, well, you know, and and I see... You know, we we have a texter already going. If they can afford to go away, well, then maybe they must have other uh, other income. You know, not necessarily the case. People could have booked their holiday, and maybe and they I just took took it lucky Jean and they booked Parliament. Greece or they booked Malta or whatever. But
2: also, if you're working in the if you're working in the bar trade, like Christmas is your busy time, so you make, you're making your money at Christmas. You're working nonstop, from Christmas right into New Year's, all of December right into New Year's that's you know, you're 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 going to be much, much quieter in January and February. And an awful lot of people and I, I was I was in case for myself years ago, an awful lot of people will book and pay for their holidays in January off the back of the money that they yeah. make uh, at Christmas. So these are holidays that that have people have booked and paid for and bearing in mind because the government advice about travel has been so chaotic, these people aren't entitled to a refund from the, the travel operators because of the way the government have uh, have done it. So it's not necessarily an argument about money it was like how can they afford to do this a lot of these are holidays that were paid in advance this is about picking out one particular group of people and targeting them for special treatment of uh, what I would say is a fairly discriminatory nature if the government want to get tough on people traveling outside the country I would welcome that if they want to get tough on people uh, coming into the country I would welcome that but that's not what they're doing they're picking one small group of people and they are effectively punching down. They're not looking at the people who, you know, are ordinarily resident somewhere else for tax purposes. They're looking at the people who've been working hard here and then uh, they're targeting them because they're leaving. And a lot of these people, you know, are going to see family abroad. If you've got family in England, elderly parents in England and you want to go and see them, if you've got people who are in any of the countries on the green list and you have family and you want to, you want to go abroad and to see them, that doesn't mean that you're turning down necessarily an offer of work I I mean, we have 20% plus unemployment rates at the moment, so it's not like people are being inundated with offers of work, but a lot of them will be back in work on the 10th of August when the pubs reopen.
1: Well, if you use your example of somebody who's worked in the bar trade, I mean, okay, we have a very high unemployment because of this situation that we found ourselves in. There are still some industries that are hiring. If you have worked in the bar trade, you've got people skills, you're used to using tills and money and all the rest, why not get one of the jobs in one of the retailers who are crying out for staff at the moment instead of flying off on taxpayers' money for a couple of weeks? And if you use the example that you cited of maybe somebody going to the UK, is it right then that when they come back, they should get? 350 quid uh, for having gone to a non-green list country while they sit at home and quarantine. If I decided to go to a non-green list country, I've been working throughout this and there's many more like me, not least in frontline services, uh, I won't be paid to sit at home for two weeks and get 350 quid while 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 I quarantine. The government
2: advice is that you don't quarantine, by the way. This is what I mean about it being all over the place. They change. If you they come from a non Greenless
1: country. So if you... No, if no,
2: no, no just, just bear with me there, Tara, for a second, because they did originally say... Uh, that you should self-isolate when you came home. Now the advice is that you should restrict your movements. I just wanted to, to, to be to be clear on that. But here's the thing: they're not spending taxpayers' money. I mean, on on their. At best, this is the other thing, and it keeps at this point keeps getting lost on people. They yeah. are taxpayers. Yeah. They were working. They're not working now because they can't work, not because they don't want to work. They can't work. So you know, I have no information just to suggest that people are turning down job offers. You know, what I have information to suggest though is that people are going in some in. Instances they're looking at trying to get to the countries on the green list to see family, and we know that that that, that is the case. We also know that a lot of people have spent that money—not taxpayers' money—spent their own wages mm. on uh, on booking uh, some kind of a break back when they had the money to spend. They now can't get a refund because the the, the advice is all over the place. But it's not to say that keep you know the government advice is very uh, or the public health advice is very clear. Hey, don't travel unless it's essential. But what I'm saying is don't say, here's one group of, of people who are going to be treated differently from others. There needs to be, uh, you know, a focus on the discriminatory nature of this policy that appears to have been changed um, or indeed introduced very hastily off the back of a comment made by the Tarnished yesterday. So, you know, it's that, if government policy has been made up of soundbites that, uh, that the Tarnished uh, issues when he's, when he's doing the media, that's not a very good or a very consistent way to run it. Mm. So it's not about saying people shouldn't travel absolutely they shouldn't travel and it's not about saying that there shouldn't be monitoring of people on, on uh, in receipt of the social welfare payments because that monitoring is taking place it's about saying why are we taking one group of, of people and treating them differently to another and if you are someone who is ordinarily resident abroad for the purpose of ensuring that you pay as little tax as possible in this country, you are not going to be impacted by this change. The only people impacted are people who lost their job because of a global pandemic. I just don't think that's
1: fair. Now, Louise, there are also reports that up to half, in fact, the majority is what's quoted, half of that number of 104 were actually returning home to their so their their naturalised country. They may be Irish residents, mm-hmm. um, but they were returning home, I can only presume, to the likes of maybe, I don't know, Brazil, Brazil, some Eastern European countries, potentially, um, for good or for, as they admitted themselves, an extended period mm-hmm. of time. But they were still getting the 350 a week. and Obviously, their intention was still to have that tick into their Irish bank account while they essentially moved residence status and lived elsewhere. But they wouldn't be entitled to it then.
2: So, you know, I mean, that's, of, the, of the 104, my understanding is actually the majority were people who had gone abroad, uh, who had gone uh, back home and had no intention of returning or very little intention of returning in the, in the short to medium term. So, you know, under normal rules, in any event, they wouldn't, be, uh, they wouldn't be required. But what I'm talking about is the data that's collected at the airport that is being uh, used to ensure that people are, uh, have their social welfare entitlement cut from them. So if those people don't have an entitlement to social welfare, that's fine. It's a very clear-cut case. But, you know, we've been calling for months now for there to be checks, for there to be COVID tests, temperature checks, etc. in the airport and the government won't do that but they have inspectors on the ground in the airport collecting information uh, to to check on a person's social welfare. I Mm. mean it's about your priorities. They've prioritised targeting a very small group of people. What we want to say is everybody should follow the same rules and there should be checks in the airport, absolutely but there should be public health checks in the first instance. You know, nobody condones fraud. I don't stand over it. I absolutely don't. But uh, we, I also don't stand over targeting um, one particular group of people and ensuring that they get different treatment to multimillionaires who might be resident abroad for the purpose of evading tax or for the purpose of avoiding tax. That's not fair. This needs to be systematic. It needs to be fairly applied. Nobody is looking for a charter that will allow people to claim money fraudulently. I wouldn't stand over it. Nobody would, and nobody should. But this is the government pointing at a small vulnerable group of people and saying to them, we are going to target you. What we're saying is it should be absolutely consistent.
1: But Louise, you, do you see that if at this point in time they, they gave any other steer other than the one that Leo gave yesterday, in other words, that it has to be stopped, we can't be paying for you when you're going overseas, irrelevant of the circumstances, that then you'd everybody who's in receipt of 350 quid a week and trying to piece the shekels together to pay for a staycation. Don't get me started on that one because it's Mm. so expensive, prohibitively Mm. expensive in this country. Everyone is going to, it's going to be floodgates opening and everyone's going to be clattering and scattering to get flights to Greece and Malta. On
2: 350 quid a week? How many people are going to get... It might go further, it'll go a lot further in Malta than it will here for a holiday. But you still have to pay for your rent here. You know, you're on 350 quid a week. You're still paying your rent. You're still paying your bills. The only difference is if you, you know, if you if you go away, yeah, the, the cost of living is probably going to be cheaper. The cost of entertainment is probably going to be cheaper. Mm. But for the vast majority of people, and you only need to look at the passenger numbers in Dublin Airport, there's a lot more people coming in than there is going out. You know, um, what the government needs to be concentrating on is doing the follow-up calls. So I mean, 64,000 people in a week came through Dublin Airport. 7% of them had a follow-up call after they landed to want to know are they are they doing the, the, the restricted movements and are they are they self isolating, are they following the guidelines? Seven percent. What I'm saying, Tara, is very simply, it's all about priorities. And with this government, targeting people on social welfare is a priority, but they haven't targeted those people who are visiting from countries that are not on the green list, mm. by the way, let's be honest, the vast majority of are coming from America and England. And they're coming uh they're landing in Dublin Airport going on their on their holidays but seven percent of them seven percent only have received a follow-up phone call so you know when you talk about priorities we should be prioritizing public health the team the did not mention in any way how his move uh, was intended to improve the the public health outcomes what he simply did was what he did when he was minister for social protection as well as he targets people on social welfare because that's finnegal they target vulnerable groups that's who they are that's what they do and finna have now joined them and i don't think that it is right pick one particular group who let's be honest lost their job because of a global pandemic they were working away they were working hard many of these people have paid for travel they paid back in january if the government were to be clear in their rules these people might be able to get a refund and tough and all as it is Uh, to to, to stay here. They they at least will have a few, Bob. But they haven't. They've spent, for the most part, they've spent that money and they're now being punished by the government. I just don't think it's fair.
1: Okay, Louise, just uh, while we're on the issue of treating one set of people slightly differently than the other, I just want to ask you, About this uh, pay rise that our super junior ministers, Jack Chambers, Hildegard Nocton and Pippa Hackett, uh, are going to be receiving an extra 16 grand on top of their uh, their salary, which is around 124,000 euro Mm. a year. Uh, Where's the fairness in that? There isn't a bit of fairness
2: in it. Uh, I voted against it um you know i think that this government has has had several what you might call embarrassing moments but the consistent thread uh, throughout since it was formed is the uh is the absolute bang of L'Oreal often, you know, the because I'm worth it. So you have on T, on t- oh, sorry, the former T now is saying he wants to retain some of the trappings from when he was the T So he wants to go to camp and he wants a certain type of office. Eamon Ryan with up to 10 advisors on 100 grand. A what, year. Could he be
1: get, what possibly could he be getting advice on? <laughs> that he needs that many advisors? <laughs>
2: I don't, uh, look, uh, you know, I mean, he's talking about having a thing, he's having a joint chief of staff in his department, so that's two advisors, plus he's got, uh, six and eight to advise him on his different briefs. So he says in the different areas covered by his department. So there seems to be no end of money available, uh, for these people when it comes to perks. You know, we've another Simon Coveney wants to keep his guard a driver. I spoke actually in the doll about this, uh, at a motion, uh, that was brought forward by, um, by some TDs in relation to the Debenham work, Debenhams workers. Mm-hmm. And I had met with the Debenhams workers on Wednesday. They've lost their job. They're absolutely devastated. They had an agreement uh, that covered redundancy that's not being honoured. So they were basically begging the government to step in and, and try and ensure that they, they got some. They salvaged something uh, from from this uh, from this dispute after 34 years' service. Some of them have given. And I said it to the, the junior minister who was in the chamber at the time. I said, "Look, it's, it is not a good look." To be saying uh, on the one hand, well, there's very little we can do from the de- for the Bedlam's workers, but then out in the same breath, you're saying, but actually, we're all going to hire really expensive advisors mm. Simon Colton's going to keep his a driver. The town's just going to keep his aide de camp, and we're going to give a sixteen grand pay rise to people who are on one hundred twenty four grand a year already, and stop that's
1: not a good and, up and stop people who are uh, in receipt of three hundred and fifty because they've lost a job. Louisa Riley, thank you very much for joining us uh, to give you your correct title, Sinn Fein spokesperson on Enterprise, Trade and Employment, Jason. Jason, uh, what do you think about this 350 and the people who are heading off for a bit of a summer holiday? They've been confined to barracks. They've uh, had to stay at home. They've lost their jobs. Surely they should be allowed to go and not have Big Brother checking up on what's going into their bank account for a period of a week or 10 days. Yeah,
3: absolutely, Tara. Um, I, I, basically, my point is I, I, I left a voice note just before Louise come on. And it's really just a reiteration of what Louise was saying. There's no leadership in this country. There's no proper leadership. It's just, a, a, you know, look, if somebody, most of the people have have obviously had their payments or the holidays paid for already. They're not going to be on a COVID payment and then start booking ho- uh, flights and holidays to go to go away with the unsurety of it all. So obviously they've, they've had all this paid for while they were working. So why on earth should they be getting their money stopped? Through no fault of their own, they've lost their job. And, you know, you have people then who, who live in the doll, would wouldn't work if, if it was working in a the bed, they'd sleep on the floor and they're entitled to two weeks to go but, away.
1: But we've, Jason, we've seen a lot of anomalies and I, and I accept Louise O'Reilly's uh, criticism. At the end of the day, that's what She's there to do to criticise the government, okay. I, and I'm no apologist for them. But I, I do feel through this that there has to be an element of making this up as you go along because we've this is uncharted territory. Yeah, we've
3: never it, been in it before. No, I accept that. Make, uh, I accept that uncharted waters. Okay, but even, you know they're, they're saying in one breath that they're learning from other countries like South Korea, New Zealand, people like that. um They've put the borders. You know, they didn't want to. They didn't want to offer, they didn't want to categorically say there's no flights coming in or out because the airlines would have to pay money. You know, so it's priorities again. You know, they're looking after big business again, basically.
1: You know? Well, I think the, the airlines would very strongly argue against that. They say that they've had, you know, while we've had moves and measures here in this the business stimulus plan for the tourism sector, it hasn't really included the airlines. And the although there's a green list, uh, there is uh, an advice still against all non-essential travel. And the airlines aren't getting any uh, state subvention here. And what we may have down the line, according to the airlines and indeed the trade unions who represent their staff, is a lot more. people people signing on because there's no jobs for them in aviation here. Fair point, but
3: it's just, it's, uh,
1: yeah, I suppose, I, I, I take a
3: point on that, but it's just like, I mean, it, there's a pandemic, money should really be the issue. They, they've thrown money at this already. And I'm not saying there's an empty pot of gold that, that, or there's a, you know, there's a bottomless pit of gold that everyone can just keep dipping into, but, you know, it's, it, it goes down to priorities. We could prioritise and and money be directed that way Look after the airlines. Don't let them, uh, Have just stop people going in and out. Basically, we want to end this pandemic. As one of the callers earlier said, we're on an island. You know, we're, like, I mean, this, is, this could be managed better, you know? And I just believe the government are, you know, it's just lack of leadership, in my opinion.
1: Well, they've certainly been uh, accused of that a lot of late. Uh, Where do you stand on this? Do you think the people in receipt of the 350 a week should be just able to go and have their couple of weeks in the sun? Uh, Just a couple of... uh, of comments coming in. Uh, I'm incensed because you've given that Sinn Féin spokesperson a very long time on the air to give us a sermon. There's a load of fraud going on, read the COVID payments Carmel. Carmel, there has been and there have actually been cases where I think authorities were very swift to act. There was one case uh, in Athlone, I think, where there was numerous COVID payments going into one bank account over a period of a couple of weeks. They seem to have clamped down on it and this uh, rally at the airport seems to be the latest in that. Um Presumption, no proof when holidays were booked. Please correct this. No, we did say that. A lot of holidays were booked maybe beforehand. There are some people who aren't at the moment paying rent or aren't at the moment paying uh, mortgages because they've been able to kick those down the road because of the the measures enacted. Where do you stand on this? Should you be allowed to go on holiday like anyone else who's on the dole if you're getting your pandemic payment or should there be a different rule for you? We're talking about the PUP, the Pandemic Unemployment Benefit. €350 a week, now reduced in fact already for some people and we learned at the weekend 104 people have been stopped at the airport Well rather they haven't necessarily been stopped from travelling from the airports but what they have been is notified that their payment is being stopped if they leave the country for whatever that reason is. Whether it's to have a bit of time in the sun to one of the green list countries whether it's to pay an essential visit to an ill relative in another jurisdiction that's not being taken into account at all. The payment is just stopped and that's as it should be Lisa. Is that right?
4: Oh absolutely. Absolutely. 100%. Um I've, I've, my, er my, our, we have a boy over in America um, and his third year in college and he's on a scholarship and he comes home every April um, and goes back in August and then he comes home December, 18th December till the 4th of January and that was the only reason why he was allowed to go. Uh, but um, he didn't get home. He chose not to come home in March um, because he still had a job, a little job and you know, he, he he couldn't have felt isolated here because he's a, a go-getter. He's definitely, like, he had two jobs when he comes home every summer here. Okay. So he he wouldn't have done that. So he chose to stay. But he's he's really, last week, we had tears on both sides. You know, he Skypes every single night. And he's, you know, he's seeing friends that are going out. You know, I, I am saying to him, you know, when you're looking at them, they might be putting up great things on Instagram and everything, but, you know, they... Hopefully, they're only out for an hour and a half and they're getting mm. kicked out of places, you know, <laughs> the rest of the time. And they're having they're a substantial meal. <laughs> yeah. But, it's you know, I would be on a plane tomorrow. Yeah. I really... It's, it's breaking my heart. He's getting... He, 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 as I said to him last week, you're nearly there. You're you're tipping. He has his classes and uh, his schedule all set out. He got that last week. That was a little bit of a breather for him that he knows. He's had... um like a different thing happened three weeks ago they were told you got an email saying every international student was going to be sent home from america and but that was brought to the court actually by an irish girl um, and her college and that was overturned so that was that kind of it just seems to be one thing after another after another and i just want to hug him and just go you know we are so proud of you and you're doing amazing but i can't go so why should someone and i'm working full time and have worked every single day, not missed a day of it. Um so why should someone who's sitting at home go on a holiday or go away and expect to his- Still
1: get paid, but Lisa, you're lucky, I suppose, in a way. Therefore, that you've been able to keep working throughout it. That you firstly haven't become ill, and secondly that you still have a job to go to. Um, what about people? And and look, I know I've worked throughout it as well. So have lots of people in very demanding, very stressful situations where they have felt rightly or wrongly that they're at huge risk, even just by going to work. And they wonder should they be? Should they? You know, are they doing doing the right thing by going oh, to work I, I have
4: but, to like but Lisa that I every day, you know. what about
1: so the, what about the people who, through no fault of their own, have lost their jobs they 've been stuck at home. What about their health, their mental health, what about their children? what about the stress and strain that they 've been under? They are worrying are they going to be able to pay their rent are they going to be able to pay their mortgage long term are they ever going to get their job back? Really is it really I, yeah. is it that bad that they're that they go away for two weeks and so that their payment is cut? After the all the rent or a mortgage Well, no. You you might have an awful lot of people who are in this, you know, uncharted territory in the middle, where they've worked all their life and they've paid their mortgage every single month religiously, and now they're in a situation where okay, they've been able to avail of the six month payment break, but that six month is ticking over, and they don't know if they're going to be back to work in September. They don't know if they're going to be it's going to be October or November or December or ever, and they now maybe go, this is possibly our last chance. Maybe they've paid for it already. Should their three fifty? be taken off them if it's somebody who is on the dole and I have a one texter here going I'm on the dole I go on, on on holidays two times a year and they're not going to be stopped where somebody on the pandemic unemployment payment will be
4: well you see it should be across the board if you're it should it should if you're on the dole you know that should be stopped as well you know and that that's long before this that would have been my opinion that if you're on the dole you know and you chose and you save up and you can go for your two week holidays great but you don't get your, your unemployment while you're away because you're you're not seeking a, a job for the two weeks you're sitting on a lounge or at the pool realistically so they should be always stopped Um, for you know their payment should be stopped for the two weeks and when they come home they apply again and they get their money back um, that should have definitely been always like that but they, I, it's just so annoying to see people going away and uh, you know as well as apart from going away and saying oh i need a holiday you know but i'm having this money they're coming back and we're doing so well and i'm dealing with a country you know that's doing so badly you know so In we're US, doing yeah. so well and they're going off to spain or england or any and, and it's like i need a holiday for my mental health great but you're, you're bringing but you know you're coming back and you know you're not self-isolating we know that we know like we know people who are coming back and
1: not doing that either? Well, we certainly we certainly know that they're not chasing up on them. Donald, you're um you you're on the other side of the fence on this, is that right? You just oh, think I just am, pay it. I am,
5: I am. I mean, as far as I can see, Lisa has no empathy for anybody that has lost their job due to this COVID thing. Like, I mean, I can tell you now, Lisa, I will go back to work in the morning. I've worked since I'm 14 years of age, and what you're saying is because I and I'm a coach driver, so I rely on tourists. <laughs> And yep. I, I was, had work next month, but the Germans aren't allowed in. So what Lisa's saying to me is, because of this thing, because of the government and the COVID-19 putting me out of work, I have to stay in my country, like North Korea or something. It's absolutely, and she's ridiculous. And she's there going on about how good her son is, as if nobody else has a good son in the country. A, I, I didn't I say that. A, well, I'm, say she- that? I'm saying it to you, and I think, I think your comments are absolutely disgusting. Lisa? Nothing short of it.
4: Uh, yeah, so I didn't say I, my son was the best No, I say I'm saying my, it to you. I'm saying that's the nice impression you're giving. Is, well, I, I would love to go over and see my <laughs> son and hold my phone. But what has um, your son got to do with this conversation? Nothing. Nothing. It's okay. Your, uh,
5: <laughs> no. <laughs> the situation is, why are you telling people like me that I can't leave this country? Because I've lost my job due to no fault of my own, and I want to go back to work. Why are you saying things like that? Do you want to go on a holiday? You no, know, if I wanted to go on holiday, I should be allowed to go, and I shouldn't lose my payment. Because I, I, it's not the dole I'm on. I'm on a, I'm on a payment because the, the, the government wants to keep money circulating in this country. I would go back to work in the morning. Now, the people that wanted to leave and go away for four or five months, non-nationals, I would stop their money.
4: know without a doubt. But, so, so if you if you need a holiday, so well, I'm looking for a holiday because I definitely need a holiday. But I'm definitely going
1: to. to, yeah, but Lisa, then, when when you, to yeah, but Lisa, when well, you yeah, but Lisa, while you've been working throughout this. You'll take a holiday from work, and you'll take a holiday on full pay by that rationale. Then should you forego your holiday pay because you know what you're you're less knackered and in need of a holiday? And I appreciate you really desperately want to go to the states to see your son. But for example, if it was a green list country that your son was in, would you go? No. You still wouldn't go?
4: I, and the reason why I wouldn't go is I, I, I still don't think I, I'm going to sit on the plane, sit in an airport, sit on the plane, put other people at risk when I come back, when I go back to work, that I could be with somebody that... You know, I I don't I know. But, but the whole no. the whole point
1: the whole point of the green list countries was that essentially you're at no more risk of uh of contracting COVID nineteen in a green list country than you would be here in Ireland. That is essentially the rationale behind them. Jonal, you um, are at the coal face of this. You are one of these people that we're speaking about. You've lost your job uh, as a coach driver, and you know, do you think that it's advisable for you to be leaving the country and going on holiday and then also still claim the payment while you're away? Oh, I do, 100%. And I, and I think I should be allowed to go to any of these green list countries and come back.
5: Because let's face it, like, I'm like the majority of people on the COVID payment. I'm working since I'm 14 years of age. Mm. I'm out of work due to this, the of payment. And a lot of, I'm out of work, a lot due to incompetence. Because let's face it, the government are making mistakes. As far as local pubs and, and, and my industry as well, I believe anyway. So why should I lose it? Like, you, you know, and if, like I, I, I pay tax all my life along with thousands of other people.
1: Yeah. And so, there's a reason why the COVID payment is there. And, and there. so the, the people who are saying and who are using the argument that taxpayers shouldn't have to put the, foot the bill for you to go on holiday for two weeks and still get your COVID payment are kind of maybe missing the point that you're one of those taxpayers. You've paid in but all this, your this,
5: life. I just want to say that you see, when, when you when people say that taxpayers well then they're talking to me because I'm a taxpayer mm. and I always was a taxpayer and the majority of people and the COVID payment are taxpayers. Now you see there's no way we should be put in the same box as people that's been on the dole all their life, which I've spoken about on your radio show numerous occasions. Now, I also think that if you're offered a job, if I was offered a job in the morning, yeah. that I, I would get 350 hours a week, I should be forced to take it. Yeah, okay. And, and I tell you another thing, a of bus drivers like me are volunteering their skills, which I do volunteer yeah. for other organisations to drive for free. Yeah, I ran this. So
1: to, to, to be fair to you, Donald, I think you're actually one of the industries that hasn't been much spoken about through all of this. Uh, I want I want to bring in John O'D as well, John. And um, thanks yep. for joining us on the show. Where do you sit on this one? Should Donald be allowed to, in the absence of a job, he's doing the right thing. He's paid into the system. He doesn't have a job to go to at the moment. Should he be allowed to go on holiday and keep his three fifty a week? Of course he should.
0: And I agree one hundred
1: percent with every word the man said. Because I didn't
0: realize when it came out first, this payment, this COVID payment, that there was terms and conditions applied. If a person does I wish people stopped using this word door. That's way gone out. That's not used anymore. I do say in climate uh, 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 assistance. But the thing is that like, you can go, if you're on an unemployment decision, you can go on holidays, you're a low school. You get to some kind of terms and conditions, and because you've got a COVID payment, that did not appear. I had nearly both that had to start. No, what really freaks me out here is the 147 people that were stopped at the airport, right, tower, right? 104, like have we, but yeah. Have we, have we, have we no into the realms of North Korea? where well, we have people in uniform to say, uh, where, where are you going to see holidays? You want to see pavement. Or oh, You must go to one side, please. You cannot both be playing. Is that, is that what we've come down to know? We have secret police now. At the Fleming Airport... So I don't so think, think there's...
1: I, do, I, not. I don't think, John, that there is a secret police service working at the airport per se, although Louise O'Reilly did flag that that is one of the issues she wants to raise with the Data Protection Commissioner. Well, how is that information being yes, gleaned? Obviously,
0: and obviously, somebody is, is there and is in uh, some way of authority that they're extracting that information from people. Now, how are they getting that information from... Me or you were individual that through that airport. That's infringing your civil liberties. Well, they're quite possibly right? just no, simply afraid. asking
1: the question because if they know, and they know also, and I'm interested to see if you if you think that there's there's a distinction between the two groups of people, but they also know, according to the reports that we're reading, that the majority of that 104 people, of those 104 people, were returning home to the countries that they'd previously lived in before they came to Ireland, and that their intention was to stay there for a considerable amount of time. Or to move back there permanently? Should those people be getting 350 quid a week? If they're gone back to Brazil or they're gone back to Estonia or they're gone back to Italy or they're gone back to the United States or they're gone back to wherever they may be going back to, well, should they also get their well,
0: 350 If you're going back for an extended amount of time, six months or 12 months or indefinitely, well, you can't keep paying somebody a corporate payment in if they're not resident in the country, they have no intention of coming back. But like Dolan or anyone that wants to go on the two weeks holidays, and remember as well, like, a lot of people are on this payment, Like right? There's grandparents taking out loans and credit union. They let their sons and daughters and their grandchildren, granddaughters and grandsons, to go away on a holiday. But this idea of people in the airport monitoring, like as I said, have we known, ent- maybe Kim Jong-un might come over and let you start
1: Well, I mean, personally, I find quite amusing that if they're doing their staycation, they're not having their 350 quid taken off them for doing that. It's only if they go overseas. Brian, uh, what's your view on this? Should they be allowed to take their 350 and head off for a couple of cocktails in the sun?
6: Uh, how are you doing, Tara?
1: How are you doing? Uh, well, what do you think?
6: I think, uh, can you hear me okay?
1: I can hear you perfectly.
6: Yeah, sorry, no, I'm just know where I am is a bad reception. Uh, I personally think um, I agree with Donald for what he was saying. Now, I didn't agree with him at the start, but he makes a lot of sense that he's a taxpayer and that, you know, he's, he's contributing towards the, the 350. The only issue I have is that people that are, some people are on the show giving out or on, you're reading the paper that people are struggling with bills and loans and mortgages and car loans and all this. And like the 350 is just about covering their expect their 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 loans, right? Mm-hmm. But if these people are going on holidays, then I agree with the government that these people should be like, if they can't afford to pay their shopping or whatever and they're still going on holidays, that's not right. Like, I, I know two or three people that were given out about the 350 and it's barely covering their expenses, but yet, like, they've gone off to. They're going off to Portugal, and one guy's gone off to Greece. Like
1: right, but doesn't what's sense, like. but what's the difference then if they are going to uh, Cove or they're going to Killarney is, or they're going to Bundoran no or they're going it's, to Wexford? What's the difference? There is no difference.
6: There is no difference. It, it's it's not a government thing. It's a personal choice. It's common sense. You know, if you can't afford your bills, but yet you're you're, you're saving up for to go on holidays from the three fifty, it doesn't make sense. Okay, are going to... Killarney oh, no, or you're oh,
1: going to Okay Brian I take your point but I but I, I disagree with it and I think that there is a difference there's a difference that from one set of people who are the ones going to an airport or a ferry port and leaving the country they're getting their 350 cut those who are going local who are in a staycation situation and believe me I've been ringing around looking for to, to try and book a holiday for myself and 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 the kids as well I actually yeah. think it costs more to do that in Ireland and they're yeah, not having their 350 taken Yeah
6: and I agree with you as I said it's personal it's a personal choice you know, you set aside the government for for five seconds. Like it's got to do with personal. I know it's a personal choice. I know one guy that went to Dingle for three nights, I think, and ended up paying eleven hundred euros. Yep, that like, would be reflective you know, of the you know, prices I've been quoted. Yeah, yeah, but don't like he's not on the COVID payment, so it's, yep. that's not it. But I'm just saying, from a personal point of view, if if I was on the three fifty a week, and if I was bitching and moaning that I can't pay my bills, but yet I booked a holiday to either Dingle or over to Brazil or to America it's hypocritical i mean it's it's again as i said it's personal choice yeah like you should have some sort of cop on you know that's that's my argument and like stopping people going in and out to the airports in my opinion is a little bit extreme
1: Okay well just to to, to make that difference they're not stopping people from travelling necessarily but they are stopping the payments I'm going to finish this on a a message that we've had in My husband returned to work on May the 29th We closed off his payment on the day he returned to work He's still receiving the weekly payment of 350 to date This is after closing it off three times online We've spoken to the local social welfare office twice ringing an 1890 refund number to be told the payment is not coming from their department and they do Don't know where it's coming from. What a shambles. I have a feeling that in addition to controversy over stopping for people going outside of the country, we're also going to maybe start hearing more stories like this.
0: Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi award winning
6: Niall Boylan Show.
4: Classic hits.